0: quick introduction for today's episode because I want to put a little context around it where I'm going to be talking with someone really about the music industry, but not just about the music industry, about a a really small niche in the music industry. And you might think, oh, well, that doesn't apply to me. I'm not in the music business, but I think it applies to all of us because what we really start talking about is not just following your passion, not just finding your niche, but then once you have that, once you have that space where really you're not competing with anyone. Because you found the corner where you're really the, the only person who can provide that product or service. Then taking it a step further and building community of, of not just your, your customers, but of those around you, of supporting others and having them support you. And to where it's not competition, but really this idea of your know, rising tide raises all ships. And pulling together and doing so in a way that really makes you the hub of everything that's happening. And I I think it's a fascinating conversation because like I say, on the surface, it doesn't seem like it would apply to many, but I think it applies to all of us and actually at a really deep level. And so once you listen to this conversation, please uh, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, which is just at Brock Edwards on either of those. You can leave comments on the website, brockedwards.com. But I would love to hear what you think and how you can apply these ideas to your business. Give it a listen. Welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm Brock Edwards. I have Russell here, and Russell, I, I once again called you by your first name and not by your alias uh, of Rocket. <laughs> but uh, Russell is uh, one half of Rocket Gaming, and uh, longtime listeners might recall he was on before when uh, I was doing a co-hosting episode with Dan Waldschmidt for his series uh, over on Edgy Conversations. And we've got Russell back on. Hello. Hello. Lots, going, lots going on.
1: Welcome, Russell. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Yeah, you bet. So uh, one of the reasons I reached out, well, you know, first off, I'm always really interested in the music business because I think there's just some amazing parallels between music business and regular business. And, you know, just a lot of the challenges that people go through when they're trying to, you know, take on a project in their life. But uh, your guys' take on the music business is is especially interesting. So I I always love talking about that since you've really kind of ignored the whole music industry and just gone the YouTube route. Right. And um actually for those who aren't familiar with you, can you just give a real quick introduction of who you are and what you're about?
1: Sure. So uh so got a lot of projects the main project uh for for us is Rocket Gaming um and what that is is it's basically uh it's a it's a weekly release of video game music and and we try to write music uh, thematically about video games. And, uh, I, I like to compare it to, you know, actually recently, I like to compare it to the weekend and what he did with uh, game of Thrones, because that song was really popular. I think it was something I, I forgot the name of the song, but it was with the weekend and it was about game of Thrones and, and, um, like heavy lies the crown or something like that. Something something like that. But that's the general gist of what we do: is we make a pop song or or a rap song or um, uh, you know an orchestral you know whatever a melodic uh, a sad engaging song. But it's the it's themed about a video game, and we try to build build the uh, the lyrical you know the, the lyrics about about that theme, and then we try to keep it closely related to the game. So people who are playing those video games can listen to the song that we're making every week uh, and enjoy it while they're playing it and have it feel like it's part of it. Um, So that's what it is. It's not, it's not video game music. Like that's the, it's the, it's the most difficult part of describing what it is that we do. Because whenever you say it's video game music, people think like eight bit uh, music in the background of an arcade game. That's their immediate response. Uh, But no, we're trying to take a different approach to it. And there are, tons of guys in our community, tons of us at this point um, that are doing different genres. Some guys just do hip hop. Some guys do pop. Some guys have a blend of it, um, which is what we like to do. You know, I think every game that comes out is so different and the themes are so different that at rocket gaming, we have the ability to write every type of genre. So, and everyone kind of does in their own way, which I think is just so, it's so cool. And it's what keeps it fresh every week. I mean, we've been doing this for going on our fourth year and we've written and produced, uh, we're just, we just hit 300 songs actually like last week, I think, um, which is ridiculous in four years and two, two guys making 300 songs. I mean, it's crazy. So I'm really proud of that. Um, but with 300 songs, like your listeners are going to get bored, (laughs) you know, if you're making the same thing every single week. So we like to really spice it up, not just for our listeners, but for ourselves too, you know?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, man, there's so much in there, Russell. I mean, so 300 I know, I just vomit.
1: <laughs> I just vomited. Like, I always do that. You say what it is, I could go on for like a full hour long of what it is, but I try to keep it condensed into two minutes and everyone's like,
0: what? <laughs> well, well, I mean, that that's awesome because you've done like, you know, three careers of your normal musician in, in four years here. And, and that production schedule just kind of blows my mind to begin with. Now how did you approach it were you into music already and just said hey why don't we do it uh you know <laughs> about
1: video games or what did it evolve the other direction so um, so so yeah it, it started in college uh and you know i think for a lot of the guys it started as a as a one off joke kind of thing like hey you know we got some spare time let's uh, let's make a song about games because we've been playing Call of Duty for the past week straight and we can't keep our eyes open. Let's just delusionally write a song and put it up on YouTube and see if people like it. And and we and we did. Um and this was way back before Rocket Gaming. This was under a couple different other aliases at the time. Um and and it and it was successful. And you know, it's so crazy and I'm so I really am like I look back and I and I think to my Nineteen-year-old self, because I said this to a lot of people. I I even spoke with. We could, we'll talk about JT JT music here in a little bit, I'm sure. But I talked to them back in 2009. I I told them on the phone we were talking about doing a collaboration. And I said, one day video game music is going to be huge. I promise you guys this. And I was just like, and they were like, yeah, uh, we know this is going to be this is going to be huge. And that was kind of my epiphany at 19-year-old me was I made this stupid song that was really poorly produced and the lyrics were ridiculous and they were about you know nazi zombies at the time that was popular with call of duty and uh and i was just thinking like people are gonna like this it's a good it's a good song as stupid as it is i mean you know you think about what's on the radio it's all stupid really at the end of the day there you know there's all sorts of music out there so it stemmed from silliness and and I you know went through music business school and audio engineering and actually took production seriously. And I came back at it with a level head and I said, you know, I could go into the music industry and try to make a name for myself conventionally or try to do this. And I had a couple of friends who were, you know, working with YouTube and being content creators and they were having success with it. So they kind of helped me understand the core mechanics of how to do it. Cause you can't just dump in it and think you got cool content and it's gonna work. You gotta understand how it works before it will work. So I definitely had a little upper hand when it came to how to approach it in a professional way. Um, and and before I actually dove into that, I I do I write music for movies and television uh, ad campaigns. So I do have a lot of I'm, I'm very like diverse and where I'm at in the music industry. And I'd like to think of this as one of those cool niches that I'm a part of that is also that one day I'll be able to utilize my contacts and connections and people who are in the music industry in a conventional sense and and mold the two together somehow, because I think that the public just hasn't, it's not ready to hear it yet. You know, like uh, the moguls at the top aren't ready to accept video game music and sell it to the masses but i think we're really close to that being the case and once that hits i think it's going to open a ton of doors for a lot of people in our community
0: well it's it's really interesting i mean you 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 went this other path and that's i, I think the aud- aud- audacity that it, you know you, you need to be a 19 year old to have that level of audacity to go hey, i made this one song it's pretty cool i think this is going to be a whole genre Um, and and,
1: it is, it's outrageous when you, but,
0: but it's also very forward thinking because from my understanding of the history of Nerdcore, you don't have to go too far back to be at the very early days. So there, you know, I, in in my mind, there weren't, there wasn't that much for you to go on and say, Hey, this is going to be a genre other than just kind of a, a gut level feel.
1: No, there was a there's a handful of artists that were coming out of like the early 2000s and approaching it in a very like i wouldn't I, I would say old school way in the sense that it was nerdcore nerdcore evolved from nerdcore evolved into what youtube kind of became at least for us there's there are lots of different types of nerdcore we are like a youtube nerdcore sub sub genre of nerdcore but nerdcore kind of started uh you know at at house parties and just hanging out with friends and making songs about being a nerd. And that's what it kind of started out about. But that was like, those, those were those, those people's takes on Nerdcore. And that's what they they were involved with was everyone rapping and singing about uh, being a being a geek and being a nerd. But then in our, you know, fast forward six, seven years later, YouTube was so prevalent and we had the ability to like post, post what we did and have the masses see it without having to go play shows and travel. So that was our generation of nerdcore and it just has evolved ever since and these you know i actually had never heard of half the people that were already doing this in in the other genre styles before we had even done it it was like and i wonder how many how many of us were kind of like that we just had this idea like this would be cool and it just kind of were like little pockets all the all around the world and now we're all coming together like there's not i don't know I think between everybody who does this, we kind of, somebody knows somebody who knows somebody, and I don't think there's anybody who doesn't know someone yet. I think it's a really, it's a really small community at this point, which is so cool.
0: Well, and you know, you, you, you know, rather than going into the music industry the normal way, so you, you chose this, you know, very small niche. Uh, but then even you, you mentioned your more mainstream day job of it is is still a little niche itself, you, you know, doing like music for movie trailers.
1: Uh, Absolutely. It is. It is. I think, I think fine. Uh, You know, I think for me, I just know how tough it is. And if you can, if you can stand out above the rest somehow, and if that's getting into a niche and being really good at that niche, then you can utilize your tool set and step into a more saturated environment and stand out. Whereas if you try to do it without having some of that background, it's a little bit harder. And and I want to go in without, with as little, with with as little luck as possible, you know what I mean, um, and have and have a very good understanding of what I'm doing before I walk in blind blindfolded, um, and you just set yourself up for success a little bit more that way. It takes takes a long time, absolutely, for whatever. But that's just been my mindset in everything that I do. I guess now that you mention that, I'm like, well, yeah, everything kind of is a little niche, but but that's how it's how you get seen. I think you know, have something a little bit different.
0: Yeah, well, you know, there's a a whole lot of business books out there that have been written about, you know, going off and finding your own space where there's no competition, and right. it, I mean, it sounds like that's exactly what what you've done, and so, but so this is evolving, this is growing. I mean, we talked about this a little bit in the last time we talked, but it, you are now, it, it feels like you're just on the cusp, and this is, of course, looking in from the outside. But feels like you're on the cusp of just pushing things to another level. So, so one of the reasons, uh, one of the things I want to talk about today was your, your NPC event, and I'm going to let you introduce
1: that and just tell us, you know, what is it? What's it about? Sure. So NPC um, is it's called Nerdcore PartyCon, and um, we teamed up Rocket Gaming and JT Music. At uh, teamed up, we decided to formally team up. Actually, last year. Last year was our super trial run. We invited a couple of our close close friends into Austin where, um, where Rocket Gaming is headquartered. And we wanted to just kind of get everybody together and see how we meshed and didn't want to make anything too extravagant out of it. And everyone had such a great time. And it was more of like a, hey, what's up guys? This is this is great to meet you all, sort of see how it went, you know? And it went great. And so we said, you know, let's, let's kick it up a notch next year. So for 2019, we've made it official. Um, we've, you know, started up an entity for it. We, we have plans for this to be uh, a very special event and we don't exactly know what the end of the road looks like yet for it. I don't think anybody does, but I do think that we all have similar ideas in the sense that nerdcore for all of us is a very special thing and it's a very niche thing. And we know that our community is very special and they're very dedicated fans and we want to give them a place to come enjoy our music and also give our community a place to come and share their music. Um, and while it's as, mu- as much as it is for people attending the convention, uh, everyone in uh, in Nerdcore, essentially on YouTube, we sent, we sent invites out and everybody that could make it are coming. We're kind of doing like a real world, <laughs> uh, everyone, we're all sharing a giant like 30, per- 30 room house in Nashville, Tennessee. And we're just like, hanging out for a couple of days because you know, like I said, as much as this is a convention for public, it's also as much of a convention for ourselves and a good escape and a good place to kind of share share each other's uh, experiences and share the process that everyone has because we all have such a different story and it's it's not easy, you know being being a content creator and being a music creator, there's so much pressure on everybody um that nobody really gets to see that that's really tough to deal with if, and especially if you don't know how to handle it and i think it's just a cool place for people to get and share stories and, and we do i mean last year we just kind of like kicked we you know we'd, we'd go out have drinks come back we'd sit in a circle and we'd all just like kick it and tell stories and, and, and tell each other how it is and everyone we all have very similar stories of how our day-to-days are because we're all working as hard as the other and It's not. It's not any easier for someone else to work for, you know, six days a week for ten hours a day just to get your song out for that for your audience. And then you're, you know, you're dealing with an algorithm that maybe doesn't push your content as much as you wanted it to. So then you get down on yourself, and then you're like, "Well, was my song good that week?" And everyone goes through that. And it's not. It's just a. It's an artist thing. It's a music thing. It's putting yourself out there and having. You're battling with a bunch of emotions every week, so it's like it's a really crazy thing. And I think that it's important for everybody to get together and just say, Hey guys, y'all are kicking ass. We know you're kicking ass and we're all kicking ass no matter like how far along the road we are in terms of like, uh, whatever your, whatever your measure of success is, it's never really good enough for that person anyway. So it's good to just kind of be there and like give each other high fives and say, it's all awesome. And to share that experience together, that's really where it started. And then we said, well, let's share that with our fans and let's share that with people who want to come see us. So that's, That's what we're doing this year and we're hosting it in, uh, in Nashville, Tennessee this year, We're we're going to try and move it around every year, but we're, we're going to, we're going to keep it this year with like a small intimate vibe. We had a hundred tickets to start with and we, we didn't know, we had no expectations of what we were going to sell, how we were going to do, how people were going to respond. But, um, but they sold out in a week. We have 17 different nerdcore artists from YouTube coming this year, um, sharing, sharing a house and um and putting on this event with us and it's I'm like I'm extremely humbled that people are as receptive to it as we were hoping and also excited cuz everyone's really excited not only like a lot of these guys you know we only met a handful of them we haven't met a lot of these people and we see their their content we listen to them on a weekly basis so it's really special to get a chance to 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 meet them ourselves as much as you know we fanboy over each other sometimes too when we meet each other we're like dude i've been listening to you for years and you know i get to meet you it's really it's a cool thing for everyone so that's really what it is it's just bringing that the niche genre together and, uh, and this year's the first year we're doing it for the public. So it's going to be interesting to say the least. I hope all goes well. <laughs> so, so Russell, how does that work? I'm I'm trying to
0: picture it and maybe I'm getting stuck in business terms. So I'm trying to imagine a group of, of, you know, people essentially competing in the same arena in a, in a kind of a small arena. Um, and yet being totally open to sharing and helping each other out, um, to, to the point of, you know, I, I think this would be an amazing thing for an, for a business to host an event, you know, and collaborate with the uh, competition is probably the wrong word, but,
1: um, <laughs> yeah, 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 y- yeah. You
0: know, um, the, the people they're sharing their space with and learning from each other and inviting their, their, their customers. Um, that's just a really cool thing. And, I'm I'm just trying to picture how it works. I am thinking of, you know, getting like 30 people into one space is challenging enough, but then having them all, you know, being extremely creative, uh, being very, very driven and essentially being their own boss, you know, how does that work to put all of you in the same
1: space together? Uh, to be honest, I don't know because we haven't done it.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um,
1: I, I can tell you that we had, I think, 10 of us last year maybe. And I think the reason why it's it's going to work and that I don't think when you scale – I think at a certain point scaling it is – It's we might be one or two more away from not being able to have, obviously, 100 people in a house or something. But, um, but I think the reason why it works is because everybody kind of admires the other people the other artists creativity and their unique their niche in the niche, because everyone is good at something that the other, like other people are maybe not as, as good at, or maybe don't do. So some people might be just like insane rappers and I'm not, uh, I do rap, but I don't think I wouldn't consider myself an incredible lyricist. Right. But I do consider myself a great producer. Right. So that's, and I think that people look at our content and go, wow, great production. That's that's really special. We we like listening to Rocket Gaming because the production is at a, on, on this level or or whatnot. And then there's other artists that I admire that their their lyrics are just incredible, and you know the melodies they write are amazing. Um, and it I think it stems from admiration and also uh, it's fr- it's competition, but it's also we all have this mindset. That you know, if one person like like blows up and they become the next pop star of Nerdcore, you know all that's going to do is open the doors for everybody else because every the 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 hunt is going to be on for the next the next the next other p- people to like, have this wave of this new genre come and you know what? That's all of us. So I don't really think anyone's looking at it in the sense that you know, oh, you're going to be better than me. I should somehow, you know show it to the world that I don't like you, even though I do, it's all very, it's all very open and it's all very, it's all very friendly in that sense because really there's no animosity toward, toward that. Or there's no, there's no threat. I don't, there's not a threat between anybody, which is the, the, the piece, that's the missing piece that I don't think a lot of communities can actually, can actually thrive on. Yeah. As of now, you know, like I said, it, it it's really, uh, an, a growing beast that we just have no idea what's going to, to come of it. But that's the way that the community is now. And it's, it's really cool. And I don't think that's, that's going to change between the core, um, the core people that we have right now.
0: And, and I love that it's a community and, you know, I'm, I'm probably over overthinking the competition thing because of course you have music festivals where, you know, you have, you know, 20, 30, 50 bands um, supporting huge crowds. And, and so Let me ask this Uh, for you. I mean, since this is like a total unknown, you don't know what's going to happen, but you've committed some time and resources to it Uh, for you. What would the kind of successful be? And what would the, we hit it out of the park. We're not stopping this be.
1: We hit it out of the park. This year was getting a yes from 17 YouTube artists uh, and then selling, selling out a hundred tickets within six days. I mean, that was we were really skeptical that that was even going to happen. And for that to have happened in under a week, we were like, holy, holy crap. Like we could have done a thousand probably, if we, you know, but I don't think we would, we were equipped for that anyway. This was, again, this is a trial for us to see what we're able to do. And, you know, we're not just going to drive out the yacht when we haven't learned to sail a little boat yet, you know, so we're going to see how we are at, Cause a lot of like this, this for us, we're, we're the artists, but we're also the behind the scenes management. Um, and I want to give a huge shout out to John of, of JT for being like the most organized guy in the world. He keeps everybody together. Uh, cause we're all so scattered and he's just excellent with organization and, and he's doing a fantastic job with that. So, um, it's really awesome, but, but that's a mini, a big mini success for this, you know, first year for it being open to the public. But I think, like I said, I don't know what the success is, uh, what we're going to, what it's going to evolve into, but I think, you know, we were already talking about going to, uh, you know, maybe LA or Chicago next year and, uh, and having it be, you know, boost up the, the capacity a little bit, if that's 200 or if it's 500 or if it's a thousand, we don't know what that looks like yet, but, but I think the success is already here. Um, and if we can kind of learn to scale it in a way that makes sense, because I don't think any of us want this to be some, another con that is just, you know, come and wait in line for three hours to say hi to us. You know, I don't think anyone really wants that. And I don't like going necessarily to, to see events like that. So I don't think, you know. Anyone else is going to want that either. So, we need to kind of figure out what works in a way that we would like it to be. We want it to be special for the people coming in, and we want it to be a, a space where they can hang out with us, you know, for the time being. Like I said, maybe, maybe in a couple of years, it just is so big that we can't do that. I, I really don't know. I just, I know where we're starting out and our goals are and what we would like it to be. Um, but if you ask me in 10 years what it could be, I would hope that we had you know, tens of thousands of people wanting to listen to Nerdcore music live because I think it would be killer. And I think that it'd be cool to to have this convention not just be once a year, but kind of travel around to different places. I mean, that would be awesome, right? It's a, we'll be where, where the people want us to be, I think is. The I think it's fantastic.
0: That. You've got it set up. So it's already a win. I mean, you know, regardless of what happens, you, you did what you set out to do right now today and then you'll, you'll, see where it goes and you'll learn from it after it happens. Um, well, I, let me switch gears a little bit because you've got a lot going on in, in your life right now. And it seems like, you know, not only are you leveling it up kind of, kind of with uh, NPC. I mean, you, if you, you don't mind me getting a little bit personal here, just because, you know, you posted on Instagram. So anyone who follows you knows this stuff, but <laughs> you oh, know, sure. so you recently got engaged. You were working hard on yes. uh, getting an even better shape. Um, and you've also started talking about kind of branching out uh, to do some other music projects as well. Um, so you're like yeah. leveling up in every area of life all at once. And, and that's pretty cool to watch, but
1: how are you doing all of that? Uh, I think that's a great question. I don't know. Uh, I think I have a lot of time. I have more time than most people have. And I say that in the sense that, uh, my fiance, Maddie, actually, she, she's amazing in the sense that she just kind of like, she knows what I'm after. And she knows that the lifestyle that I chose is a very, is a very work intensive, um, lifestyle, but it's also not work to me. It is just me being me. And she's like, that is the most important thing. So she lets me, she lets me be me in all in all sense of the word. I mean, if I want to wake up at 4 a.m. and I want to work from Monday until Friday and not see her, she's like, go get it, babe. Just go. Like I know this week's crazy for you. And there's no if, ands, or buts. So that's a big thing for me. And that's, you know, that's why I'm getting <laughs> that's why I'm getting married soon, because like that's a tough one to come across. Um, I've been in a few where that's not the case. And let me tell you, it doesn't work out for people like me. So, so that's number one, having, having a support system to allow me to be me is, is number one. Um, and number two is just like this incredible, like I, I, I want, I want, uh, I want success so badly, but not in the way that I don't want to be the poster child of, of anything. I don't want my face necessarily anywhere, but I want, I want my name and my legacy and what I'm doing. I want to be able to help other people do this. And I want... I want the name and what I work so hard day to day to day to, to to live on with something, and I and I think that you know it's important to if you have if you're good at something, figure out how to utilize it in as many ways as possible. So I, I, I've been a producer for going on 13, 14 years. You know I'm going to I'm going to I'm planning on starting a, a mixing online classes, how to mix and how to produce and how to write music. I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing that. I'm still writing music for movies and television. That's another source of income. So I can so I can do these other things because, you know, just doing this on YouTube doesn't necessarily pay for everything. So I have to also be mindful of how to do what I want to do. So having six projects, being a content creator and being an artist, it's 2019, like you got to hustle to make this happen. Um, and if you don't have a financial backing, like some people do, I don't know, um I don't ask questions but I'm sure not everybody is just from the ground up which I am. Um you got to work a lot harder for that stuff and it's not you don't just call up whoever and dig into the bank, you know? So so it really comes from a place of I have I have talent, I want to share the talent, but I also have to make money and and that's where that's kind of the beauty of it. You got to find the balance, you know? Some people are like, "Well, you make all these songs about stuff that you might not necessarily care for every week, but it's like, that's not the, that is not why I'm making music because I love the game. I love making music about games because I love making music about games. And sometimes you go to work that week and you didn't want to make a sale that you had to make because that's what happens, you know? It's just, it's a real, it's a juggle every week about what you're going to do, what you're going to create, how you're going to create it. But having a schedule and having goals is so important and, uh, and I think the only thing stopping people from, from getting and achieving those goals is just not waking up and putting a schedule together and keeping yourself accountable and having a little bit of faith that you can do it. And it's easier for me to say, I think, just because, um, I haven't, I, I've just had success with some of the things that I've done that I'm like, if, if I, if, if there maybe was a roadblock a couple years ago when I had started, maybe i wouldn't be here so maybe i you know some of that is attributed to a little bit of luck you got to have a little bit of luck when you're doing this stuff um and i am really fortunate and aware of that so i don't know if that answered your question or not yeah, but so, um, so that, but yeah i mean that
0: that's a great answer and so clearly you're good at holding yourself accountable because you know your days pretty flexible and yet you have to get a lot done. I mean, clearly this, I mean, from the outside, it could look like, Hey, wake up, play video game, get inspired, you know, throw down a track, you're done. Um, which is exactly not what you described.
1: I think that's, I think that's what, I think that is what social media looks like if you were scrolling through my Instagram or Twitter. (laughs) Um, but I get like, I, you know, that's what, that's kind of what they want. (laughs) that's what people want to see. And I think that's also inspiring to some degree. You know, if that guy can wake up and play video games and make a song, so can I, and then you got to figure out how to actually do it.
0: (laughs) So, um, well, as we start wrapping up here, um, You know, what would have been, I mean, we've been talking about kind of, kind of success, you know, like I say, from the outside, looks like things are on a roll. You're leveling up in all levels. You got this NPC thing, which I think is really cool because it's experimental and you're playing with it and you're just seeing where it goes. Um, What are some of the challenges that maybe people don't see that you're facing right now?
1: Um, I think the biggest challenge for anybody in my position and in a lot of anyone in our community or content creators. I think the biggest challenge is yourself, really. I know that's so cliche sounding, but it is hard to, it's hard to wake up sometimes and be like, well, I don't know who is listening. I don't know who you're always fighting like an algorithm and a computer, you know, and that's just the way that it is and what we're doing. We're not, we're not out touring and being able to have a live presence necessarily. So we're, we're definitely constrained by what Google allows us to do in a sense um, and how far they want to, you know, push our content. And I think that is a huge battle between anybody. I mean, everyone has their their good days and their bad days. And a lot of those good days are because, you know, they're seeing engagement from the, the community and the fans and all that stuff. But, but I, you know, it's not about that. It really isn't. If you were to turn off YouTube and Instagram and Twitter tomorrow and ask me, like, would I, would I still make music and who would I, who would hear it? I'd figure it out. I would figure out who's going to hear it. Um, it's not, it isn't about that, but I think that really is yourself. You're like yourself is the hardest thing. If no one knows really how, how, how meaningful it is to everybody in our community and especially artists and people who make music, it really, and paint and any artist, it it, it's deeper than, than most people really care to, to look into. And I think that the, your biggest critic is you, you know, and, and you're going to beat yourself up a little bit harder than you should when other people are looking at it like this guy is doing so well. Why? Why is he? You know, why is he having a bad day? This guy has it all, um, but that's not the case because everyone wants to be their own success, and what what their definition of success is so different from everyone else's. Um, so I guess you know that that really is the hardest part. And if you can kind of figure out a balance of what that looks like, you're never going to have. It's never always going to be. In perfect equilibrium with anything that you're doing right um and so i think you got to just learn to ride the roller coaster and enjoy the good and enjoy the bad and know that the bad kind of makes the good better because you're not going to ever just have it be good and we've had our fair share of it uh here at the rocket gaming household let me tell you i mean it really it's there's pitfalls and in everything but it's the ability to to stand back up and like say, Hey, where did we go wrong and what happened? Um, and I'll share a, you know, an instance with us was our YouTube channel wasn't doing as well as it was a a couple of years ago. And we were, we had a hard time figuring out why, and we were listening to our network that we were with and our network, um, it's kind of like overseas, our YouTube channel for people who don't know, but we were talking with all these different people at our network and trying to figure out why. And, you know, the network only knows so much. They only know what the people at YouTube want to want to share with them so we're getting all this different information and changing our techniques and changing what we're posting and changing how we're you know how we're looking to people and eventually over the course of a year you look back and go what the hell did we just do for a year like nobody really knows what they were saying at the end of the day we should we should have just kept doing us because that's what people liked in the first place and that's that's what we kind of came out of our little slump realizing was people can give you advice and people can tell you what to do, but at the end of the day, they don't really know, you know, it just, you got to kind of figure it out yourself and that's the beauty of it. So that's where we're at today, man. We're figuring everything out ourselves and we've learned a ton in four years. And like I said, I think this, you know, Nerdcore Partycon party con is just a culmination of making relationships and building friendships and being a part of our community and wanting to share that community with, with people in real life now. And and we're able to do that. So I'm just, I'm so excited. I'm thrilled. Uh, it, the event is on August 3rd. So we got a little under a month, right at about a month. So I'm, there's a ton to do. We have 17 artists coming through from all over the world. we got a bunch of guys coming from the UK, which is, you know, kudos to those guys. Cause that's crazy. We told them we're going to pay them back and we're going to do this thing in overseas one of these days, um, So that it's not always them coming over to the U S but, but no, it's just extremely special. And I, it's going to be a killer event. Unfortunately, we're not filming it this year. Um, we want to keep it private for the people that are paid, you know, good money to come see it and have it be a, you know, a shared experience in person. Um, but we will be taking tons of photos, and we'll be having our own, you know, media and press there and stuff, so we can get some cool footage for for some of the people that wanted to see what it looked like and all that. But but it's gonna be it's gonna be so awesome, man! I I, I can't wait. So so this time.
0: it occurs to me that this whole conversation has been the most brutal teaser. Like, hey, this is going to be an amazing event, but tickets sold out. You can't come, and uh, and we're and we're, oh, and we're no, not sorry. filming. <laughs> and uh, uh, so so <laughs> so I. Yeah, exactly. I love that, that, you know, it, it did sell out immediately and it is going to be awesome. And you've kept it special. You know, you're not doing a big documentary on it or anything right, right now this time. So for the people who don't get to go this time, uh, is there a second date in the works or where can they find out more so they can just kind of get a taste and be ready for next time?
1: Absolutely. Um, you can follow us on, on Twitter, nerdcore PartyCon, uh, Instagram as well. And I would recommend following, uh, rocket gaming, YT on Twitter. That's where we're most active with all of our updates and whatnot. And also JT, JT music as well. Um, we're kind of the hub of news and all of that for these events, but you can, I mean, any one of us attending will be, uh, we'll be definitely promoting it on all of our social media and also keep a lookout on, on, uh, on our our youtube as well you can rest assured we won't be we won't be missing any updates for that for anybody who's watching um and as far as the date's concerned end of summer seems to be working really well for everybody so likely end of july uh early august for next year as well before
0: we wrap up i do want to ask will we see a song come out of this house where everyone's going to be at for a weekend
1: so last year there is a song that was made. I uh, don't think anybody would be happy if it was released any for anybody to hear. But uh we I actually haven't shown it to anybody yet because it it's, I've kept it for a year and I'm like, everyone keeps asking, like, can we hear it? Can we hear it? I'm like, no, you know what? I'm going to let, I'm going to wait until we're all together again before you guys hear what we did. Uh, we might've had a few drinks before we started making, making up stuff on the microphone, but that's kind of what we're going to do again this year. I think it's a cool little tradition. We set up a microphone in a room, come back after dinner and drinks and we kind of have it on for people just to go in and record what they want. And then when I'm done, I go in and listen and be like, Oh, how do I turn this into a song? And so we're going to kind of make that a little nerdcore party con tradition and keep it alive this year and just, uh, have a ridiculous thing to have for people as like a little memorabilia afterwards. You know, it's like, it's just something cool and special that everybody got to be a part of that you can only get while you're there. So maybe, you know, who's I'm not saying we're not ever going to put these out on like a nerdcore partycon party con album sometime. Uh, they might need to be edited down a little bit. I don't know how explicit they are or how they're going to be, but, uh, needless to say, they're hilarious. So, um, yeah, there, there definitely is going to be some stuff recorded.
0: <laughs> well, awesome. Russell, great having you on again.
1: Thanks for having me, man. Uh, and like I said, I, I, I can't speak for everyone else, but I know the guys at JT music and, uh, and Vinny as well. Um, uh, you know, we're all, we're all extremely excited and, and I hope, you know, we got the word out a little bit more on uh, of this for the people who are interested in, in it next year.